Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Augusto Perez and Shalom. Today we continue on the teaching series of Beyond the Veil, Revelations Beyond the Veil. And um, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. And uh, I trust you had a, uh, a wonderful Christmas with your family. And I pray and trust that uh, it was a peaceful time. It was a peaceful time because it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. And uh, last time we were talking about uh, Mary and Joseph had already left uh, to pay their taxes in Bethlehem. And uh, based on a law that was passed by uh, Augustus, and uh, that all the Jews should be taxed who were of Bethlehem of Judea. It's about uh, the fact that as they were getting there, Mary was riding on a donkey, and she felt pressed that you know, that the, you know she was ready to give birth. And so Joseph, uh, they found a cave there, and then uh, he left her and his sons. They are the cave, and he went on to find a midwife. Okay, and so <clears throat> so there, uh, the midwife went with him. Okay, uh, the midwife went with him with Joseph, and they stood in the cave. And then, as they were standing in the cave, a bright uh, cloud overshadowed the cave. And the midwife said, this day my soul is magnified, for my eyes have seen surprising things, and salvation is brought forth in Israel, or to Israel. And so, <clears throat> all of a sudden, the cloud, we are reading from the post, uh, the, the proto-evangelion of James, the, the lesser, the brother, cousin of Jesus, uh, who was the uh, apostle of the church in Jerusalem. Just go back to last week and, and listen to it. So uh, this cloud, okay, became a great light uh, in the you know in the cave, so that their eyes could not bear it, and so the light began to gradually decrease until the infant appeared, and sucked the breast of his mother Mary. And then the midwife, the midwife cried out and said, 
how glorious a day is this, wherein my eyes have seen this extraordinary sight. And the midwife went out of, from the cave, and Salome met her. And the midwife said to her, Salome, Salome, I will tell you a most surprising things I saw. A virgin has brought forth, which is a thing contrary to nature. To which Salome replied, As the Lord my God lives, unless I receive particular proof of this matter, I will not believe that a virgin has brought forth. Then Salome went in, and the midwife said, Mary, show yourself, for a great controversy is risen concerning thee. And Salome received satisfaction. But her hand withered. Her hand was withered, and she groaned bitterly, and said, Woe to me because of my iniquity, for I have tempted the living God, and my hand is ready to drop off. Uh, upon this, the angel, you know, and she went, and she went, and she, she made her supplications to the Lord, okay? And I'm not going to go through that, but she, she, she spent some time praying, asking God to have mercy on her. And then uh, when this happened, the angel of the Lord stood by Salome and said, The Lord has heard your prayer. Reach forth your hand to the child and carry him, and by that means you shall be restored. Salome, filled with exceeding joy, went to the child and said, I will touch him. <clears throat> and she purposed to worship him, for she said, This is a great king which is born in Israel. And straightway Salome was cured. Then the midwife went out of the cave, being approved by God. And lo, a voice came to Salome, Declare not the strange things which you have seen until the child shall come to Jerusalem. So Salome departed, approved by God. <coughs> and so... Uh, this is, again, you know, and, and then after this is, is the story of the three kings, which we talked about already. But uh, let me just share this real quick, so it, to tie it all together. And, uh, you know, the kings, now, this is the part where the kings, okay, the wise men of the east, arrived at Jerusalem. Remember, they left from Persia, and I shared all that last week, how all that happened. Okay, so now they are in Jerusalem, right? And um, and uh, in the post, uh, the post, uh, protoevangelion of James, uh, proto, I can't even say protoevangelion of James, he shares that they arrived at uh, at Jerusalem, asking, "Where is the king of the Jews born? For we have seen the star in the east and are come to worship him." So when Herod heard this, he was exceedingly troubled and sent messengers to the wise men and to the priests and inquired of them in the town hall and said to them, Where have you, where have you uh, it written concerning Christ the king? Where should he be born? Then they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it's written. 
thou Bethlehem in the land of Judea, art thou the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a ruler who shall rule my people Israel. And having sent away the chief priests, he inquired of the men in the town hall and said to them, What sign was it you saw concerning the king that is born? And they answered him, We saw an extraordinary large star shining among the stars of heaven, and so outshined all the other stars that they became not visible. And we knew thereby that the great king was born in Israel, and therefore we are come to worship him. And then Herod said to them, Go and make diligent inquiry, and if you find this child, bring word back to me that I may come and worship him also. So the wise men went forth, and behold, the star which they saw in the east went before them till he came and stood over the cave where the young child was with Mary, his mother. Then they brought forth out all their treasures and offered them offered unto him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in the dream by an angel that they should not return to Herod through Judea, they departed into their own country another way. <coughs> so that is the sequence of events there. After this, this is when Herod uh, becomes enraged uh, when he realized that he was, you know, mocked by the he had been he, he had been betrayed by these uh, wise men. According to him, uh, they were obeying God. And so he was mocked by the wise men. He thought he was mocked by the wise men and was very angry and uh, commanded the certain men to go and kill all the children that were in Bethlehem from two years old and under. But Mary, hearing that the children were to be killed, being under much fear, took the child and wrapped him up in swaddling clothes and led him and laid him in an ox manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Okay? So from the cave, that's when they, the, they had gone to, uh, to Bethlehem, and then there, that's when they found the ox manger. There was no room for them in the inn. So Elizabeth, now this is the part, okay, that part there is in the scriptures. part I'm going to read to you now is not. And I have always wondered about this, there is no mention made of Elizabeth and John. Remember, John was six months older than Jesus. She had conceived by the angel. Uh, the angel had appeared to Elizabeth six months before. Than before she appeared to Mary. Before he appeared to Mary. And so uh, John was approximately six months older than uh than, than Jesus. And so I always wonder what happened there. I mean, there's no record of of that. How how was John protected? Well, here's where these kinds of uh, uh, writings come in. This, uh, you know, fill in the gaps, right? Apocrypha, uh, apocryphas and uh, pseudopigrapha books. And this is where this comes in to fill in the blanks. And I thank God that these records were, were, were kept by the Lord and found, uh, many of them in the Qumran caves. 
So, he says, Elizabeth also hearing that her son John was about to be searched for, took him and went into the mountains and looked around for a place to hide him. And there was no secret place to be found. Then she groaned within herself and said, O mountain of the Lord, receive the mother with the child. For Elizabeth couldn't climb up. And so it says that the mountain was divided and received them. So uh, there appeared to them an angel of the Lord to preserve them. So Herod made search after John and sent servants to Zacharias when he was ministering at the altar and said to him, Where have you hid your son? And Zechariah replied to them, I am a minister of God and a servant at the altar. How should I know where my son is? So the servants went back and told Herod the story at which he was incensed and said, Is not this son of his like to be king of Israel in Israel? And he sent for and he said therefore again his servant to Zechariah saying, Tell us the truth, where is your son? For you know that your life is in my hand. So the servants went and told him all this. But Zacharias replied to them, I am a martyr for God, and if he shed my blood, the Lord will receive my soul. Besides, know that you shed innocent blood. However, Zacharias was murdered in the entrance of the temple and the altar and above the partition. But the children of Israel knew not he was killed. At the hour of salutation, the priests went into the temple, but Zacharias did not according to custom. He was not there to meet them and bless them. And yet they still continue waiting for him to salute them. But when they found that he did not come for a long time, one of them ventured into the holy place where the altar was, and he saw blood lying upon the ground, congealed. When, behold, a voice from heaven said, Zacharias is murdered, and his blood shall not be wiped away until the revenger of his blood come. And when he heard this, he was afraid, and went forth and told the priests what he had seen and heard. And they all went in and saw the fact and then he says, the roofs of the temple howled, and they were rent from top to bottom, and they could not find the body, but only the blood made hard like stone. And they went awry and told the people that Zacharias was murdered, and all the tribes of Israel heard therefore, thereof, and mourned for him, and lamented three days. And then the priests took counsel together concerning a person to succeed him and Simeon, and the other priests cast lot, and the lot fell upon Simeon. And uh, for he had been assured by the Holy Spirit that he should not die until he had seen Christ come in the flesh. Now, 
I want to share a couple of things here. First of all, this is the details of, or like the Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. This is the rest of the story. We we we, we don't see this in the scriptures um, regarding what happened to to John or what happened to Zacharias, the father of John, or or any of those things. However. However, there is a passage of scripture that I want to share with you in the book of, uh, it's found in a couple of places in the book of Luke. Uh, Let's see, the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 51. Let's go there. And uh, when Jesus, this is Jesus talking to the people, okay? It says there, um, it says, um, he's talking to them. He says, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 47. Okay. Let's start in verse 46. And he said, woe unto you also, you scribes. For you laden men, or, or you know, you, you burden men with uh, burdens grievous to be borne, and you yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for you build sepulchres of the prophets, and your fathers killed him. Truly you bear witness that you allowed the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed him, and you built their sepulchres. Therefore also the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation. Okay? Notice it says here, this generation. And then it says, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which was killed, which perished between the altar and the temple. Verily I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. To Jesus. In the in the in the in the contemporary English version, it says uh, this includes every prophet from the time of Abel to the time of Zechariah, who was murdered between the altar and the temple. You people will certainly be punished for all of this. So he's talking to those people. He's talking to those people there, the priests. Many of them that were involved in this decision, King Herod there, which was the the the, the king of, of of that of that region, he was the one that sentenced them, uh, Zachariah, to be killed. So uh, so Jesus is speaking to them now. The normal the normal uh, teachings, okay, says that this is referring to another Zachariah. Basically, from uh, mentioned in in in, the, in Zechariah chapter and Second uh, Chronicles chapter twenty four verse twenty, which says the spirit of God came upon Zechariah the son of Jehoiada, the priest, 
who stood above the temple and said to them, Thus saith God, Why transgress you the commandments of the Lord that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has also forsaken you. And so, <clears throat> so you know, there, basically, the problem is that that, uh, that Zachariah, a long time ago, and is the son of Jehoiada, not uh, what Jesus said, the son of Barakiah. Let's, let's read another scripture here, Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23, uh, verse 35. It says, uh, you know, again, there in Matthew 23, uh, verse, chapter 23, verse 33, he says, you are nothing but snakes. And the children of snakes. Let's go back to the King James because that's the ones you're usually more, uh, you know, you're more acquainted with. Uh, it says there, uh, you serpent, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send to you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you shall kill and crucify. Some of them shall you scorch in, the, in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. And upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barakias. And then he says, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Now, methinks, okay, and this is me, okay, the majority of the teachings that you're going to find out there is going to is going to point you towards Second Chronicles. That's the Zachari that's the Zacharias that Jesus is referring to. Uh, because in in Second Chronicles chapter 24 verse 21, he says, "And they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of, of the house of the Lord." And then in Second Chronicles twenty four twenty two, uh, it says this. Uh, okay, well I can't. I can. Let's go back. Let's go back here to uh, to Matthew. Okay, when Jesus said to them, all right, when Jesus said to them, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zacharias the son of Barakiah whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Well, that is exactly, precious people, what it says here in the post-proto-evangelion uh, post, uh, of James, that uh, Zacharias, the priest, the, the, the father of, uh, of John, the, the husband of Elizabeth, that is exactly how he was killed. It says in there that he was murdered in the entrance of the temple and the altar at about the partition, which is you know between, basically is what he says, between the temple and the altar. Uh, and that is exactly the wording that Jesus uses in Matthew twenty three thirty five. To the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barachias, who you slew, who you murdered between the temple and the altar. 
And I believe that this is a, this the, the, what Jesus spoke there. He is referring to the murder of Zacharias, the the, the, the priest, and this went because it says that he was murdered at the entrance of the temple and altar at about the partition. In other words, between the temple and the altar. And that is exactly the wording that Jesus uses. And not only that, but he says to them, whom you slew. So he's, he is talking to that generation that slew Zechariah. Are you following me? He's basically telling them, you slew him. Zechariah. So he's going from the very beginning to Abel to the time of Zacharias, which was the husband of Elizabeth, who is what? The father of John. John was <laughs> very special to him. Remember, Jesus said there, since the day, you know, since the days of, I mean, there has, there's not a man born of a woman better, you know, better than John the Baptist. There's no, there's no one in the kingdom of heaven. There's no one, you know, uh, but but in the kingdom of heaven, the the smallest in the kingdom is 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 higher than John. In other words, John was 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 very special to Jesus. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the scripture because I want to. I I really this caught me. This caught my spirit when I was talking about this, and uh, you know. When Jesus was talking about this, he he, he was he was really uh, praise God. All right. For example, in the book of Matthew, chapter eleven, he says, "For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, that's John the Baptist, and if you will receive it, this is Elijah, who was to come." So Jesus is telling them, okay, let's go back, uh, because this is the verse I wanted to share with you, okay? Let me share. In there, in chapter 11 of Matthew, okay, he talks about his friend John, okay? Remember when John was in jail, in prison, and he sent someone to ask him if he was the Messiah? Remember that Jesus... uh, told him, I said, go and show John again these things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. You know, this is a message for John, because John was doubting that Jesus Yeshua was the Messiah, because he was in prison. And he thought that if Jesus was the Messiah, he you know he, he he would set him free. And then in Matthew eleven seven he says, as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what went you out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaking with the wind. For what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft clothes. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say to you, and more than a prophet. 
For this is he whom it is written, Behold, I sent my messenger before your face, whom you shall prepare the way before you. Verse 11, And verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Yet he is the least in the kingdom of heaven. Yet he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elijah who was to come. He that has ears, let him hear. And so, you know, here Jesus basically is telling them, this, he's telling them this. Uh, he's telling them that, you know, John is the greatest, since, you know, of, 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 you know, he is the greatest. Uh, there's none greater than John the Baptist. So, and, and then, of course, uh, he was born of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth and Mary were very good friends. And they probably growing up, they, you know, they, uh, they, 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 they probably, you know, continue that relationship. But what I'm trying to get at is the fact that this uh, scripture that, um, that I read to you from Matthew chapter 23, 35, when Jesus is saying, uh, from the blood of the righteous Abel until the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barachias, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. I believe this is referring to Zacharias, the husband of Elizabeth, the father of John the Baptist, who was a very close friend of Jesus. Well, he baptized Jesus in the Jordan. And Elizabeth and Mary were very close. I believe this is who Jesus is referring to. Not that other person back there that I mentioned to you and, uh, you know, back in Chronicles. And if it is, I mean, it could be, but it doesn't make sense. You know what I am saying? It doesn't make sense. This is much more uh, recent, and this is more in the minds of those people there that Jesus is talking to. And he tells him, whom you slew. I mean, just just think about it. Let that sink in for a moment. Jesus is accusing them of something that they did. And then he's using the sequence that since the, you know, from the blood of righteous Abel until now, until you shed the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barachias, between the temple and the altar, which is exactly what James, the brother and cousin of Jesus, recorded in his Proto-Evangelion of James. And then he says in verse 37, Matthew 23, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, and stones and them which are sent unto thee, how oft gathered you my children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not. Behold your house, 
is left unto you desolate. That was referring to the destruction of Jerusalem, okay, in 70 A.D. And so, uh, and they remember the voice that came from heaven that I share with you when the, those those men went to to, to to you know to check on Zechariah, they did not see him as he usually was, uh, you know, waiting for them to salute them. When they went in, they heard a voice from heaven that said, Zacharias is murdered, and his blood shall not be wiped away until the revenger of his blood come. Okay? So, uh, now there's a, another little something here I want to share regarding James, who wrote this material. He says, uh, when the disturbance... I was retired into a desert place until the death of Herod. That's when the, his son took over, the son of Herod. Remember that? That's when Mary and Joseph returned from uh, from Egypt, right? But James is saying, and the disturbance ceased at Jerusalem, okay? Notice he says, and when the disturbance was I retired into a desert place until the death of Herod, and the disturbance ceased at, Jer- at Jerusalem, that which remains is that I glorify God that has given me such wisdom to write to you who are spiritual and who love God, to whom be ascribed the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> so, again, this is... Um, this is, uh, you know, something that uh, very, very interesting, at least to me, was, and, uh, you know, uh, so, anyway, uh, this is, uh, you know, just uh, some of the things I wanted to share with you. Now, there's more, and I, I'm going to share just a few more things here in this program, and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh Now there's there is uh, another uh, again this is another pseudepigraphal uh, material book, okay, which is an Arabic gospel on the infancy of of our Savior, okay, and so this is not as uh, this one is not it has not been so authentic of authenticated as the one we just shared from the which is the Proto Evangelion of James. However, this uh, Arabic gospel uh, about the infancy of our Savior, it does share some interesting things that uh, you don't want to believe it, but it's, it in no way contradicts the scriptures. And uh, this is some of the things written while, it, uh, you know, Mary, Joseph, and the uh, the, the children of, of Joseph were in Egypt. And uh, and so some of these things, again, remember, you know, keep in mind that uh, this is when, when Jesus Christ was, uh, you know, they spent, what, three or four years in Egypt, right? 
they spent Mary Joseph and Jesus and the, the, the you know the children of, of of Joseph. They spent three to four years in Egypt, and so Jesus, you know, he spent that time there. And uh, so after that, that is when uh, Herod, King Herod, died. Uh, at that time, when they came back, remember that the Lord told him, it's okay now to go back, Herod is dead. Uh, then Joseph uh, took Mary and came back home. As they, were, as they were there, and they were now returning, you know, about to return uh, to, back to their country, uh, it says there that, uh, that a woman... And uh, she says, uh, a lady came there and she said, my mistress, I, I come to get payment. I have been for a long time affected with palsy. And so Mary said to her, place your hands upon the child. And the old woman did so and was immediately cured. And then she went forth saying, Henceforth, I will be the attendant and servant of this child all the days of my life. And so, you know, and, and there, were, there were many, many miracles that uh, Jesus did in this manner. In this manner, uh, uh, there are uh, another, another part here that I wanted to share uh, with you, and then, you know, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, there's also a story here in the uh, in the in this uh, gospel, the Arabic gospel of the infancy of Jesus. The fact that uh, it says at the time of the circumcision in the eighth day, being at hand, a child was to be circumcised according to the law. And uh, when they circumcised him in the cave, an old Hebrew woman took the piece of skin, the foreskin. Some say the, the navel string, okay? So there's a discrepancy there. And uh, laid it in a jar of old oil of nard. And then this lady, this woman, had a son, a dealer in unguents, and she gave it to him, saying, See thou that, do not, that thou do not sell this jar of unguent of nard, even though 300 denarii be offered for, for it. And then he goes on to say that this is the jar which Mary, the sinner, bought and poured upon the head and feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, which thereafter she wiped with the hair of her head. This is something that you can take it or leave it. it it's not going to it doesn't contradict scripture it just is saying something here and so it's beautiful and says um that this was you know this was the uh, the the costly perfume because it says in the scripture it was a very costly perfume and so it it really would be interesting that this would be what it's talking about here now anyways so it doesn't it doesn't hurt to if you believe it, if you don't believe it, that's fine. Let's go on. 
It says, uh, 10 days after they took him to Jerusalem, and on the 40th day after his birth, they carried him into the temple and set him before the Lord and offered sacrifices for him. Uh, and so, again, it goes on talk and talks about uh, Simeon, uh, talks about uh, uh, it talks about Simeon, how he sees him and he praises him. And uh, my, it says, my eyes have seen thy compassion, which you have prepared for the salvation of the peoples, a light to all nations and glory to your people, Israel. And also talks about, it mentions Hannah, the prophetess, which is mentioned in the scriptures. It says, she was present and came up, giving thanks to God and calling Mary blessed. And... Uh, and also talks about the, uh, the the wise men of the East. Talks about an incident regarding the wise men of the East. Uh, it says that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, uh, and the, and the, the Magi came, right? Uh, they brought him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they adored him and uh, presented him their gifts. And then it says here, it says something that uh, it's not in the scriptures, but again, is, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Is it something that sounds like Mary could do? Yes. Uh, but it's not in the scripture. Well, then, if you don't feel like believing it, then don't. But I'm just sharing some things here that are beautiful. And are, are, it's something that it does not take away from scripture. It adds. And so I'm going to share that with you as well. It says, then the lady uh, Mary took one of the swaddling bands. You know, the swaddling clothes were basically made up of bands, you know, burial. They were basically burial cloths. And, uh, you know, the, the Jews, especially the ladies, the women, used to take them, you know, the swaddling clothes. And that's what Mary used, uh, you know, to wrap Jesus in. And but you know she, this is why he said she took one of the swaddling bands, you know, one of the strips of cloth, right, on account of the smallness of her means, and gave it to them. She gave it to the magi, to the three wise, you know, the wise men of the east, and they received it from her with the greatest marks of honor. And in the same hour, there appeared to them an angel in the form of the star, which had been guided them on the journey. And they went away following the guidance of its light until they arrived in their own country. So, again, this is, you know, this is, uh, you know, some of those things which I, I, I wanted to share with you. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot here, folks. There's a lot here that I, I want to, I'm going to share with you. I'm going to continue to share these things with you. There is a... Uh, there is um, uh, other other portions here of his writings. Okay, uh, it says that when they, when you know, when when Mary and Joseph uh, and uh, Jesus had uh, came back out of Egypt and returned, when they arrived at Judea, Joseph was afraid to enter it, but hearing that Herod was dead. And that Archelaus, his son, had succeeded him. He was afraid indeed, but he went into Judea. And so an angel of the Lord appeared to him 
and said, Joseph, go into the city of Nazareth and abide there. And so that is why they went to Nazareth, folks. And therefore, uh, going uh, into the city of Bethlehem, they saw many and grievous diseases infesting the eyes of the children there who were dying as a consequence. And a woman was there with a sick son who was near death, and she brought to the lay, uh, to Mary, who saw him as she was uh, washing Jesus Christ. And then the woman said to her, O oh Mary, look upon my son, who is laboring under grievous disease. And Mary listened to her and said, Take a little of the water which I have washed my son, and sprinkle him with it. She therefore took a little of the water that Mary told her and sprinkled it over her son. When this was done, his illness abated, and after sleeping a while, he rose up from the sleep safe and sound. His mother, rejoicing, again took him to Mary, and she said to her, Give thanks to God, because he has healed this, your son. And so, <clears throat> again, there are many, 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 many other uh, uh, instances of uh, miracles like this happen. Uh, th this mother of the child that had been cured, okay, said to another woman that had was suffering from the same disease, okay, and uh, a, na a neighbor, a neighbor of this woman. She told her that her son had been restored. And so her eyes were almost blind, this other person, the, the child. And she wept night and day. And the mother of the child that had been cured said to her, why, why do you not take your son to Mary as I did with mine when he was nearly dead? And uh, he got well with that water, which uh, the body of her son Jesus had been washed. And when the woman heard this from her, she too went, went, and got some of the same water, and washed her son with it, and his body and his eyes were instantly made well. Her also was she, when she had brought her son to her, and disclosed to and disclosed to her all that had happened. Mary ordered to give thanks to God for her son's restoration of health, and to tell nobody of this matter. Well, you know, probably they, she didn't want uh, more people to keep coming, right? Uh, <laughs> because everybody now realized that Jesus performed miracles. Even the water, the bath water that she bathed him in, if another child suffering from a disease was washed in it, uh, they were healed. So this is just some of the uh, some of the stories that uh, we can see here that uh, Jesus, even as a child, had miraculous power. And uh, how many of these uh, miracles happened? I will share more on this, but uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of these miracles. Remember uh, in the Gospel of John when he said all the things that Jesus said and all the miracles he had done, if he had been written, in a book, it could not mean 
all the things that uh, he did and said. So uh, anyway, we're going to leave it right there, and then we're going to wrap this up. And, uh, you know, folks, like I said before, uh, there's a lot here that, uh, you know, it's just beautiful, beautiful things that uh, confirm Scripture, that confirm uh, confirm the things that we have been sharing in the Scriptures, and uh, except he has more details. He has more details, and uh, uh, I mean, you don't want to believe it? Fine. Go ahead. You don't have to believe anything. You just want to be, uh, you know, uh, concerned with the, only what the Scripture says in the Bible. That's fine. But I'm sharing these things because there's a lot of things here that when you uh, read them and you think about them, it makes a whole lot of sense, and it adds a lot of substance to uh, some of the other things that we just do not understand in the Scripture. There are many, many gaps that are left there, and uh, we just don't, we, we can't find them, any details like, the story you read about um, Elizabeth and uh, how she took John. You know, have you ever wondered what happened to John? Well, John was also miraculously protected by the Lord, and so was Elizabeth. But Zacharias, because he stayed behind in the temple, he was murdered. And this is the one, I believe, that Jesus referred to in Matthew twenty-three thirty-five. And uh, because he tells them whom you slew between the temple and the altar. So many of these things, you know, are uh, brought to light in these notes, in this uh, 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 material that we are sharing with you. And we'll be sharing more as the days come by. And I just pray that this has been a, a blessing to you. And uh, because we do serve a wonderful Jesus, we do serve a wonderful God. And since he was a baby, since he was a baby, he worked miracles. And Mary knew that. Mary knew that. Which now it it kind of uh, brings to memory, right? Uh, Why at the wedding of Cana, Cana, uh, when Jesus went there with his uh, disciples, and his brothers, and uh, Mary tells him, you know, or or Mary, Mary basically tells him, you know, these people have no wine. And Jesus told him, woman, my time is not yet. In other words, no, Mary, no. You know, she, Mary, of course, Mary wanted to help people. She, she wanted to help people, but Jesus understood that it was not the time to do the miracles because they were going to, you know, basically uh, find out too soon who he was. And so, anyways, uh, she goes ahead and tells the the people there in the wedding of Cana, do whatever he tells you to do. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of, it kind of uh, makes sense now that, you know, seeing how Mary was, she helped everyone that came to her uh, with uh, diseases and, and you know, problems and, and pains and and, uh, you know, and even the water where she bathed Jesus, she, she realized that the power 
that emanated out of the person of this child. What child is this? Like the Christmas song says, what child is this? So I want you to keep in mind, this child Jesus, who the world is celebrating, supposed to be celebrating the birth of during this Christmas season, not some weird-looking Santa Claus, you know, bearing gifts and giving. That's not the message of the season. I just pray and trust that this has uh, enhanced uh, your understanding of some of these things, and it has enriched your understanding and your life as a result, and you have been blessed by it. Continue, Lord willing, until next time. This is Augusto Perez as we go through the school of the Holy Spirit with another edition of Revelations Beyond the Veil. Till next time, God bless you. Shalom. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.